Welcome to another episode of the Roblox Podcast with Andy, Cap, Coop, and Kenny. Today we don't have Andy on the pod. Instead, we have someone else whose name starts with an A, Adam Baum. And the four of us will discuss a new podcast, sexualization of fruit, and shoe sizes. Here it comes. All right, everybody, we've got Adam Baum in the house. A.B., what's good? What's up, fellas? Hey, we've got a, a lot of questions we're going to be asking you today, mainly about sphere-shaped orange things, uh, basketballs, and clementines. First question, though, what size shoe do you wear? I'm a 10 and a half. Ooh, <laughs> man. Okay, so we don't have Andy on the pod tonight, so you've got big shoes to fill as a fourth member, he's an 11 and a half. Just try, your best. Just try your best. I will. So on Twitter, AB, bunch of eyeball emojis over the last few days between you and uh, you and our good buddy, Paul. What's up with that? Yeah, we've been uh, we've been dropping some hints. Um, I know when Paul left his previous job, he kind of hinted that there was a new opportunity, um, some things on the horizon. And I, when I left the Enquirer, I told people that, you know, I was still going to be involved, still around the program, still covering the team and writing stories and doing things like that. But I think at the time people are listening to this, they will, they'll already know um, what I'm about to say, but we essentially started um, the Sean Miller podcast. So me and Paul are going to co-host it. It'll be a weekly show. Um, Sean will still do his regular coaches show with Byron and Joe every week. So I think the approach that we're trying to take with this is we want it to be a little different. It's going to be very storytelling focused stories from Sean's life, his career. Um, we're going to focus heavily on guests. So people that Sean's connected to people that know him, people that, you know, would want to come on the show and be a part of this. So we've got a title sponsor, Deer Park Roofing. Um, episodes once a week on youtube on all the podcast platforms so i think um depending on when you guys release this i think the first episode might actually be out and it's a pretty good one because it's essentially you know our thinking was it's titled the sean miller podcast so the first episode should really be about sean so it's basically stories about his love of basketball how he found the game how he grew attached to it and then little stories along the way that I think illustrate why this game means so much to him and why he devoted his life to it. And I think it's really revealing when you hear those stories, but yeah, ultimately I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to give Sean, you know, a, a unique way to connect with his audience. And I think it's something that Xavier fans will really appreciate um, that they're, they're going to have access to their head coach really in a way like they've never had before. So 
it's pretty exciting. We're we're really we're really uh, we put a lot of time and effort into it, and and hopefully people that that comes across when people watch it. So that's awesome. That is that's a heck of an opportunity, man, to be able to have that kind of access to Coach Miller, and um, I can't imagine the stories he's going to tell because there's been some crazy ones over the years. That's for sure. Yeah, and you know the the interesting thing, and we kind of get into it in the first episode is that he probably never would have been open to this if if he hadn't gotten fired from Arizona and that year away from coaching when he sort of got into podcasting on the field of 68. And I think it, you know, and he talks about this, so I think people will, will understand exactly where he's coming from. But it, it's these little things like this. I think when you get into a college basketball season, and you know this as well as anyone, Kenny, like – one game kind of runs into the next one practice runs into the next. And before you know it, it's over. And you're so ultra focused, laser focused on, on the job that, that you need to do each and every day. I think that you can sort of let some things slip away from you that, that are important. And I think the way that Sean's approaching this, it's been cool to see how excited he is about it and, and how invested he is in, in doing this and doing it really well. Yeah, they have. I remember listening to him on one of his podcasts and he was talking about something similar to that. Just being able to take that step back and being away from the game for not away from the game, but, you know, not in it for a year. Um, just being able to really see. The reasons that he's always loved basketball. And, you know, I think that, you know, this homecoming for him coming back to Xavier, obviously last year, there's a lot of a lot of hype and, you know, right, rightly so there was, there was hype for, for him, for the team, for everything in the city. You could feel it. Um, I know that for me personally, I really got back into watching game and, you know, being really involved with the program and stuff like that as much as I can be because he came back and um, you know, you can just tell how much he really loves the game because he didn't ha he doesn't have to keep coaching. You know what I mean? Like he's got, he had his, he had his time. He made his money, you know, all that stuff. Like, he, he didn't have to do it. You can tell that he's doing it because he loves it. Oh, for sure. And for him to be – for him to come on and do something like this, I think it's going to – people are going to realize how personable he is because it's like – I feel like most people, when they see him, it's just like this giant that they feel intimidated by or whatever it is. But when you really sit down and talk to him, he's the nicest dude. He's funny as hell. Um, I'm, I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, we've you had said, a lot. Uh, did you say we'll be able to watch this as well on YouTube? Yeah, we got cameras, we got mics, we got the whole shebang. That's all. That's all Fritchner's job, though. He's the he's our tech uh, guy. So. Okay, because <laughs> at tip off, I'm like, uh, Cap mentioned it too. The beard was pretty on point, so I'm like, okay, you know, that's like, you know, <laughs> get the cameras on you. You got to make sure the beard's all fresh and everything. So, no, but they did throw me. They threw me from a curveball. But... In the first episode, they told me I couldn't wear a hat, so oh I had to go, head, which was oh. fine. You know, I'm, I, I like my round head, but um, in the second episode, I think we're gonna we're gonna let me go back to to the hat look. So, who's who's telling you you can't wear a hat? Well, you know, I think there there was a discussion, and you know, in I think in in their defense, the people who who lobbied against me wearing my hat. I don't know that I picked the right hat for the occasion. Oh, okay. 
So I think in the second episode, I'm going to go with with maybe something a little classier or something. Was, that, it, was it Frischner? It was Frischner, yeah. And no yeah. help me. See, here's my thing, Adam. This is awesome. I want to celebrate on your behalf. I'm stoked for you. This is amazing on so many fronts. And I yeah. wanted to get to that. But are you concerned? Was there any conversation of, you know, maybe I'm attaching myself to a horse with no legs, Paul Frischner? Like, are you worried at all that his stock is dropping so quickly, you know, that you're just kind of, you know, getting in at a bad time? I'm worried that in the YouTube comments, people are just going to type out boo. They're going to boo in the YouTube comments. No, Paul, Paul, Paul might be the most like lovable dude of all time. Not if you ask Capman at Musketeer Tip-Off, all I heard all night long was how Paul's washed. That's all I yep. heard. Our last podcast, Facts. we opened it up with today, we'll talk about the downfall of Paul Frischner. <laughs> Great thing about it, though, is Paul's going to have, what, like 18 home games in Centos this season to make it right. Okay. He has, there, there might be a redemption arc to his story. He's also got okay. 18 to, to make it worse. You know, it's That's true. Yeah. Very true. It's you know, dig a deeper hole for himself. <laughs> I so, did a couple I did a couple spaces with Paul um before before we even got started with the roll blob stuff and it was fun talking to him. Yeah, he's super energetic and honestly like covering Xavier, you know, I didn't go to Xavier. Um but like I've I don't know that I've come across many people that love Xavier and, you know, are as invested in Xavier as Paul is. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think that resonates with fans. No, in all seriousness, his arm stinks, but, you know, Paul's great. <laughs> and, and, and it's such a win, too. Like, I'm so excited on so many fronts. I mean, it really is a golden era of, like, Xavier content. Like, I can only imagine, like, when I was a kid, like, having all this Xavier content everywhere. It's incredible. And then, too, to keep you around, man, is so incredible. Like, and I think that we all kind of knew it was going to happen. We didn't know what capacity, but being able to keep you around. And, and like Kenny said, the stories that are going to come from this are going to be incredible. If you want to tease any guests, that would be awesome. Like, it's just going to be such a cool opportunity to get such an inside look at so many cool stories. Yeah, well, I think the the great thing about the guests is, you know, we can we have some flexibility. We can do it virtually. Ideally, though, I think the best interviews come when people are in the room with you in person. But, you know, on our proposed guest list, you know, we're, Sean has so many connections. Like when, when you listen to episode one and you hear him tell stories, like Rick Pitino recruited him. I wouldn't be shocked if we get Rick Pitino on for an episode. He, he coached with Stan Van Gundy and Jeff Van Gundy. I wouldn't be shocked if we can get them on for an episode. Um, John Calipari was a huge influence on Sean in his career as both a player and a coach. I think we could get Coach Cal on. And then, you know, you start to think about like Xavier personalities. You know, you've got one on your podcast right here, like Kenny Frazier. Right. Um, you know, it'd be awesome if we could get Chris Mack on. And then you go down the line, like guys like Two Holloway, David West, Romain Sato. I mean, there, yeah. there's endless opportunities to reconnect with former Xavier players and former Xavier coaches. So I think the possibilities are really endless. And then Sean opens up a lot of other doors. Like, you know, I think we're going to shoot for the moon a little bit and like, hey, can we go get Joe Burrow for an episode? Can we get like Zach Taylor? Can we like spread out into other sports and, and professional teams. So I think it, it's exciting to think about, but it's also like, 
we have to make it work. And Sean's schedule, as you know, Kenny knows as well as anyone, is not the easiest thing to navigate. But he seems excited about making it work. So I think um, that'll be that'll be a poker chip for us in, in trying to leverage some of these conversations. And you've got you all think, the uh, yeah, fiber commercial yes, as well. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I'll tell you, I think if you have all those people you listed, I think probably the hardest person to get on a podcast would be two Holloway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The only person that could get them on a podcast, I mean, maybe me, but for sure, Coach Miller is probably the only person that could get them on a podcast. Yeah. And honestly, I don't, you know, I know Coach Miller and David West, like they, they overlapped at Xavier when Sean was an assistant coach, but I don't really know how often David comes back to Xavier. So I'm not sure what that would look like or how that would work. But yeah, I think the the worst people can tell us is no, right? So I think if if we just ask everyone, at some point, some of these people are going to say yes. So I mean, people have said yes to us. So there's, I mean, it's not that crazy <laughs> thing. They'll say yes to you. If, here's the thing, Adam. If, if we can get Kenny Freeze on our podcast as a permanent host, I like to think that you can probably go get Michael Jordan. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> I, I think when i was at xavier i think david west came back twice really? and i i just remember being like damn that's a that's an nba player like it's crazy how i mean i'm a big dude obviously but like he came walking in and it's not just his size but obviously like you know he comes with a lot of experience and um you know just it, it's, he has an aura about him when he walks into a room. Like everybody know everybody knows him, obviously, but just the way he handles a room is is uh, different. And I've I've only met him a couple times, but he's a uh, he's a good dude. Love yeah, I got to interview him over the phone once, and he was like, you know, could not have been more gracious with his time. I mean, you know, who's this dude I've never met calling me to ask me questions? Like, I mean, he was really cool about it. But, but I it's think so, it's a because you have I think you see that a lot with Xavier guys because the way that the the way that the coaching staff and just the the personnel around Centos they're really good at kind of like ingraining it into you that like you know you're obviously doing this for yourself for your team for the coaches whatever but like having the fans on your side is something that you can't you can't put a number on how important that is so being able to you know whether it be stopping and signing autographs or going on to a radio show or whatever it is. I think that that's something that's really ingrained in the Xavier way. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that with a lot of ex Xavier players. Yeah. And Adam, you're in like a golden era for podcasts in all seriousness. Like I've seen David West jump on podcasts, like, like Paul George has his own podcast. I feel like it's just so much more mainstream now, like for that kind of thing. Yeah. And you know, in doing like preparation for this and research, you know, a lot of the top basketball podcasts are, you know, for well-known former players, but there aren't really any well-known active head coaches who have kind of thrust themselves into the podcast scene. So I think Sean's unique in that he's one of the first and, uh, and hopefully we sort of, we sort of show that this can be done and it can be done well. And I wouldn't be shocked if you see it start popping up more often. Dude, it's so cool, and I just want to give you my sincere congrats. Like, I'm stoked for you on this. It's um, it's amazing, and such a cool thing for Xavier. Like, I'm sure Xavier fans are going to eat this alive. So it's such a cool idea, and uh, I can't think of anyone better 
then you, I don't want to compliment Paul, but I can't think of anyone better than you to, to run this ship. Um, I know your time is kind of short tonight. You want to spend 10 minutes talking about the team? Yeah, I'd love to talk about the team. All right, let's get it. Um, so here's my first question for you. If you have one major takeaway on your vibe of the team right now, it could be any take you have, what would it be? Hmm. I would say, you know, I think what's interesting is two, three months ago, had you asked me this question, I would have said the vibe would have been a little bit more on the pessimistic side. And I will say now talking to you today, I think it's a little more optimistic. And, and I think the reason for that is Sean's a big part of that, but a lot of these young guys that they're going to be relying you know, when you have 10 new guys on your team and six, six of them are freshmen, it, there's so much unknown that goes into that. You know, who, you're going to be relying on guys who have never played college basketball before. And I think that's like an unsettling proposition for a fan base, for a program, for a coaching staff. But I think the more and more that I've watched them, you start to see bits and pieces of how this team can fit together. Um, of course, there there are still question marks, but I think you're starting to see guys fill into roles. And uh, and I think that's exciting that they can maybe take that next step and and really like prove people wrong this year. Because I think next week at Big East Media Day, they're probably going to be picked sixth or seventh in the conference, um, which will set expectations pretty low. But I know that those those preseason rankings don't really matter. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so, I mean, I that's exactly the way that I've felt about everything. We talked about it on the podcast. I mean, the, the way that these Euro guys come in, like, and I mean, obviously we have a lot of talent outside of the European guys, don't get me wrong, but just like that's kind of my main focus right now because there's a lot of hype around around those guys that came in. And, you know, just being around that scene, I mean, you know, I played over there for eight years. So, like, I played with a lot of guys like Daniel Tice, Maxi Cleaver, all these guys. Um, Schroeder, he was on the – he played for the team that I played for. Um <laughs> He played for the team that I played for uh, my my third year out. Um, so, like, these guys are – they're more ready to go than your average high school player coming in as a freshman. I mean, they're, they've been playing against pros since they were 14, 15 years old. So, I think that there's – I think that I have a lot of expectations for them coming in to be able to fill into those roles quicker than, than a normal freshman maybe would be. Yeah, and I'll tell you who – one of the guys I've been most impressed with is uh, one of those European guys, and that's Gidas Namikshaw. And he's the oldest of them. Um, he's not a freshman. He's essentially a senior. I think they're trying to get a COVID year for him so that he could stay at Xavier for two years. But I think he's going to end up being a fan favorite this year. He's just like, um, imagine a dude who never gives up on a play, who does all the little things that you need guys to do. Sean told me the other day that, that he's very much a glue guy for this team. He can step out and knock down threes. He finishes through contact around the rim. He battles on the offensive glass. And he's the one international dude that's sort of picked up the system the quickest. Now, the other guy that I think everyone's going to fall in love with is Lazar. Um, super, super talented, like 6'10", moves really well, has a beautiful shot, steps out, hits threes, has a mid-range game. He just looks the part. But 
I think Gitas is further along than him right now, but I wouldn't be shocked if both those guys end up being factors for Xavier this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I can't wait. Under a month ago now, I'm I'm jacked up to watch these watch this play. I really think I really think that they're gonna make some noise. And I don't want to put I don't want to, you know, like you were saying, expectations are kind of low and all that, but you know, expectations were low at the beginning of the season last year too. And you know, you go to the Sweet 16, and it's just like, oh, Coach Miller's back. Obviously, we're going to the Sweet 16. So, like, um, that's I'm I'm just really excited to see what Coach has done with the with the guys that are in the locker room right now. And uh, I just I don't know. I, like you said, there is a lot of unknowns, but I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of I think the ceiling is a lot higher than people thought it was was going to be for this year. Like you said, two or three months ago. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like, you know, I know that this year is very important and that's that's the focus and it should be. But when you start to think about the future, you start to think about like what they could be next year or the year after. Like, I'm telling you what, like Trey Green, Lazar, Dalen Swain, Reed Ducharme, these guys are all freshmen who are going to play this year. Mm-hmm. If, they can if he can develop them and, and really build a team around these guys. I think that these guys are going to be experienced. They're going to be battle tested, and they've all got talent. They all can play. Like Trey Green, every time he shoots the basketball, I think it's going in. Like he's supremely talented. He's undersized, but yeah, I think like you start to think about the future and what Xavier could be in a few years, and I think it's really bright. That's interesting to think about it that way because you know for the past couple of years with NIL transfer portal, all that stuff, like you're talking, most, most programs are just talking about reloading. They're not talking about building a program. And um, that's, it's an interesting perspective, something that coach Miller can really bring because he's going to bring in big talent from the beginning. Um, but that, that's good to hear because you obviously want to hear about the program growing rather. And like you said, this year is very important, but two, three, four years from now, Xavier wants to be in that, you know, top 10 every year, hoping to win a national championship. 100%. I thought Adam brought a good point. And obviously, I think we have a chance to, to do make some major noise this season. But with this being Sean Miller's first class back at Xavier, you know, I remember following JP and Trey for those four years, and how fun that class was. And I even look at a guy like Kashi Enza, I think he has a lot of upside. And I think yeah. it's just going to be really fun to watch this group. And then even like a Lazar, who knows how long he'll be on campus. You know what I mean? Like, this could be a really, really fun group, really, really fun young group to watch develop. Yeah. And that, you know, I think to Kenny's point, like with college basketball today, it's very much year to year. It's like you don't know what your roster is going to look like next year because of all those points he, he made with NIL and the transfer portal and all these things. So, but I do think that I think some of these guys are smart enough to know that look, you can play the the guessing game and hop around to different schools and, and try to make that work, or you can stick it out in one place and try to build something with other guys and say, you know what, hey, if we stick together, like we we could be something special. And I think that that kind of mentality is Sean Miller's mentality. And why wouldn't it rub off on his guys? Yeah, young guys, young guys playing. I mean, they're all young. All Any college players are young guy. Um, but like, Except Notre Dame's quarterback. Yeah, he's 35. He's got three kids. I mean, it's yeah. – 401K. Yeah, but that, but to that point, it's just like having that, having that mentality of wanting to grow a program is much more impressive to me 
than, you know, having a good year at a mid-major or whatever it is, and then just kind of finding your way to a, you know, a higher level school, whatever it is, being able to grow a program and be the reason that the program, you know, kind of got back on the map, not to say that Xavier ever left, but, you know, in some ways it did. So being able to grow a program and put it back to where it should be on the national stage and having that be something that you did, that's much more impressive to me than just go to a big school and win a national championship because you had a good year at Akron or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I just, I can't be more, I couldn't be more excited for this year. I'm just, <laughs> I'm stoked, man. Do you want to be able to get out for some games, Kenny? Yeah, we're. Yeah, I mean, we got we got some things that we're that we're working with. Like I said, with uh, with the people over at Xavier, I'm I'm definitely going to be down for. I'm thinking five or six games this year, but nice. we'll. I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna be around a lot more. Awesome. My yeah, couch is calling Kenny's name, man. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. So Adam, so I'm sure that, and I don't have any more basketball questions. We'll let you go in just a second here. So I'm sure that you've talked to Sean about like your experience on the Roll Blob podcast, and that was like a big selling point, you know, on getting this podcast going. Yeah, he basically was like, "If you haven't done the Roll Blob, I don't want to work with you." So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, what uh, what days did you say that podcast is uh, getting released? So the first episode will be on Monday. So I'm, depending on when you guys release this, if you release this on Monday, it'll be no, it won't be on Monday. Then we won't get a single listen. <laughs> yeah, we got to plan around you now yeah yeah that's why i'm asking i'm trying to do this yeah, the reality is um you know because of sean's schedule and we don't know like it's not the way it's going to work is we don't know week to week when we're going to be able to record with him it's very much yeah. dependent on are you recruiting when are your practices when can you squeeze us in so, you know, when the first episode gets released, I, I think it's important that people realize that, like, it's probably not going to come out on the same day every week for that very reason. All right. So, we'll, yeah, we'll just keep guessing. It's fine. Yeah. I can try can to get sure. that done. Yeah. All right. Can you make sure in regards to the camera angle, you don't get any effed up shots of them? I got you. <laughs> no, but there there is a surprise at the very beginning of episode one that I know Xavier fans are going to love. Okay, that's enough talk about the orange sphere that you bounce up and down. AB, I have a question um, about Clementines. Obviously, Clementines has kind of become uh, part of your personal brand. Like, yeah. I can't think of cuties without thinking about you or oranges in general. You know, I go to Kroger, I see cuties, I think Adam Baum. I see a girl and say, man, she's a cutie, Adam Baum. I see the <laughs> Syracuse mascot, Adam. You know, I can't, it, it's like, it's like a curse, but um, what is it specifically about? Like, have you ever heard of kumquats before? I have heard of kumquats, yeah. Yeah, so I've been calling my buddies kumquats for years, and uh, just last week I Googled it and found out it's actually, like it's basically an orange uh, found in Southeast Asia, and I was looking at it uh, earlier today on Wikipedia, and it's part of like a, a fruit group called uh, like angiosperm or something like that it's like a-n-g-i-o sperm and i'm like you gotta be kidding me man like first you're gonna call it a kumquat and then put it in the sperm group and i was thinking like i mean do you think fruits overly sexualized these days because you've got kumquats um i mean you've got like um you uh papaya is literally like papa yeah 
Um, like melons. <laughs> melons. Yeah, she's got some melons on her, popper cherry, all that type of stuff. Like, do you think fruits overly sexualized these days? I think it is. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not exactly sure why, um, but I think I picked like a really mundane fruit that is hard to sexualize almost. Maybe I picked the wrong thing. See, I don't know because like well, it's called a cutie and then like the off-brand ones are like adorbs or like oh, shade. Like what's yeah. next? Like oh baddie or like thick <laughs> or whatever. Like smoke show oranges. Yeah. Like is this what's a next? It is a coop spiracy, a hundred percent. And like I don't know, man. I just like I've been thinking about it all day, like sexualizing fruit. Well, I haven't been, but like the concept of like fruit being sexualized, it's like, where's it stop? Where do we draw the line and say enough's enough? Coop, did you happen to see that I'm I'm like a brand ambassador for cuties? Did you see this? I did see that. And I'm I hope they don't listen to this. Yeah. They might. You never know. Um, yeah. So it was the weirdest thing. You know, I, I tweet about pictures of Clementines all the time. And uh, I tagged cuties citrus in them. And one day I got a random DM and they were like, hey, we see all of, uh, we see all your tweets. We were wondering if we could send you some care packages. And I, they asked me for my address. I sent them my address, bro. I've got, I've got cuties gear out the wazoo now, man. You are living the life, man. Yeah, I know. You're on You're fire. Give me some ideas. I'm going to start tweeting out pictures of Rolexes and... <laughs> 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 oh i love it hey roll blob roll x's i think we got something there fellas Ooh, that's yeah. not bad. all right adam I, I assume that's gonna be your first question to sean miller has been over sexualized exactly yeah he'll okay. probably got that yeah <laughs> <laughs> can't wait thanks so much for jumping on and congrats on the opportunity man i can't wait and i'm so happy you're staying around man yeah me too i appreciate you guys having me on it's always fun and if anything, this means that there's a reason for you to continue to ask me to come back on. So that, that's always fun. Yeah, we didn't need it, but we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not asking stuff. Paul, though. We're not asking Paul. No, Paul's blacklisted from the Blob Boys. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> what have you done for me lately, Paul? <laughs> I mean, Andy, Thanks, Andy truthfully did have a better ball toss than he did. I don't know if you saw that at tip-off, but... Andy got a Joseph Auto Group ball and just chucked it clear across Centos. So I mean, <laughs> I mean it. He looked like Tua out there. He he was slinging it. You're he was better than coming, coming for Paul's throne here. I'm telling you, he was over there training me. You know, getting my arm loose. I mean, hey, we got people waiting in the wings. Yeah, Paul thinks he needs Tommy John. If he ends up doing that, Andy might just permanently steal that spot. God bless. Great value, Paul Fischner. <laughs> could you uh, could you imagine though the Centos security guards watching Andy get access to the court? Oh, God! No. Um, real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet this um tomorrow, so it's already out. But I made this graphic, and it's like Coop's top college basketball rivalries: number one, Xavier UC; number two, North Carolina Duke. Number three, Andy versus the Centos Usher. Would you say number three is too high or too low? I think it's it's probably perfectly positioned right now. Um, but like if you do that again at the end of the season, it might have to move up. Like I feel like the it's only gonna escalate between Andy and security and Centos. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they have guns by next year. <laughs> or at the very least, like tasers that just have Andy's picture on them. Oh, uh, well, one of the one of these games, uh, me and the Blob Boys are going to roll in with the with backs with access to the locker room and all that. That'll be fun for them. Yeah, for really. the, the ushers, they won't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like I want to take Andy out, but he's, he's going to get a foam in his chest, and uh, he's going to have he's going to pull out the little lanyard like, hey. <laughs> Hey. They're going to be so confused because they want to take Andy out, but he's with Kenny. It's like, I don't know what to do. Real shit, though, Kenny. I saw them do that to two Holloway at uh, TBT, and Usher tried to stop him. Two Holloway. And he pulled out his credential and looked like, come on, man. Like, to two no. Holloway, they did that. I can tell you, he pulled out his credential, but he had some choice words for him, too. I'm sure. I'm standing right next to him. <laughs> Adam, feel free to get the hell out of here. I would like to ask you a question later about like what it would take to get you to eat in the dorps. Like, are they like? We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Absolutely. Yeah, I There's can. Be <laughs> I can be bought. No, it was fun <laughs> talking to you guys. I appreciate you having me on. Love you, bro. Have a good one. Take care. Have a good night, guys. Always great to have our friend Adam Baum on the podcast. Before we close this one out. Just want to extend some happy birthday wishes to three very important people in the Roll Blob family. Happy birthday to our very own Cap and Kenny, and also a happy birthday to Michelle.